We're so excited to share this teaching message with you from Sikamo Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. We believe God knows you and loves you, and through His Word, He expresses His plans and purposes for your life. We hope that you open up your heart and really sense God speak to you through this message from our pastor, Tolulokwe Mudi. Let's get right into the service and be blessed by this message. We're starting out a new teaching series this morning that I'm really excited about. I'm hoping to do this in two parts. I want to talk about, we we call it Made for More. And um, we we did something on the Made for More last year. And um, I just really had to bring this in at this time because I really believe that there's something God wants to breathe in us, especially in this time and seasons that we live in the world that we live. And so um, this morning, I'm going to share a first part of the message with you that I would call narrow escapes, narrow escapes. And then next week, by God's grace, I'll just take it a notch further and um, um, I'm share some real exciting stuff with you. Narrow, narrow escapes, that's, that's what I want to speak on this morning as we start out this Made for More series, okay? So you're good for God's Word. You love God's Word. I believe the people of our church love God's Word and, you know, that's, that's real exciting stuff, okay? So by way of starting this morning, I'd love to ask you, have you ever, have you ever had a narrow escape? Have you ever... Um, had a real, real, real narrow escape. Like, not just one of those escapes that you just got away with, but like, you were really, really in a tight corner, you were on a tight edge, and then you had a narrow escape. Have you ever been in one of those situations? Um, I was thinking about it this morning, and one of the, one of the good ones that I really remember, and I'm sure you can re- relate with, is maybe you, you, you escaped out of a very tight call of nature. Like, you, you know, nature called you, and it was, you know, there, there are calls that nature would call you and you're not really sure if you rang or it didn't ring. I mean, like nature had your number and nature called you real good. And, you know, I had a teacher in secondary school that would say, you know, nature can call you to do the minor or to do the major. I mean, the major, like you were, you were out maybe in town and, you know, maybe where, whatever you do. And then, you know, away from a, a convenient space and then nature began to call you and it was really pressing. And, and here you were, you were. <laughs> really pressed and, you know, uh, um, you, you get where I'm going with narrow escapes. And then, you know, um, you started walking awkwardly, you know, you had to, um, you, were, you were balancing between stuff, you began to pray and, and, and call upon the name of the Lord. You know, maybe you even started confessing sins and, you know, thinking maybe this is the judgment of God. Like, God is out to embarrass me. And then you are just saying, God, I promise you, I even entering covenants with God. Like, God, from today, never again, you know. I don't know what you promised, but... Um, Maybe you made it home and then, you know, you just ran into the door, ran straight for your home office and bam, you know, let it all out. Or maybe not really bam, maybe more like brew, you know, um, you know, let it all out. We call it narrow escapes, yeah? Um, um, have you ever been, I mean, I, I, I know what I'm talking about, yeah, <laughs> you know. Or maybe, maybe it was even like an accident, like you were, you were driving in a car or something and then you saw it coming. And, you know, you had closed your eyes for the impact. Like, and whew, somehow you just showed up on the other side. Like, wow, narrow escape, yeah? Um, maybe it was some embarrassment you, you, you escaped from. You know, embarrassment you were to pay up a bill. Um, or you were to submit a project or something. And it was deadline. And then, you know, you had been playing. I, I, just a small thing. Now, I'll finish this. Again, this is just two hours work. Two hours work, right? And then the night before, you said, let me just quickly do it. And then you realize, man, this thing was loaded. It was pregnant. And then you started, 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 and then working overnight. You couldn't sleep. You were doing all of that. And, you know, the morning, um, maybe you had one of those situations. You couldn't even get a shower. You know, you just ran straight and made it on time. 
to submit, you know, narrow escapes, yeah? Um, I, you've probably been there before. Um, maybe for you, narrow escapes this morning is the story of maybe how you left school or how you passed a particular, you know, course. Um, you know, there are grades you get and you're like, yeah, I passed. There are grades you get and you're like, I escaped, you know. Um, you, you just escaped the course or you escaped, you know, as one through fire. You just made it through somehow, right? Um, when you think about leaving school, you think about Joseph escaping from Potiphar's wife. Like, that's the way it was. You know, garment, whatever, just get, just escape, you know, make it out, right? Um, maybe you've been there. And that's really what I want to talk about, this thing of like, narrow escapes. Because every escape kind of has that feel of like a testimony. It really is a testimony. Um, especially in the light of the danger that you have faced. Like, this was really going to embarrass me. This was going to become, I mean, I was so sure I was going to be trending on social media as the guy that, that answered the call of nature in public and stuff like that. You were, you were sure, like, I'm messed up and I'm finished and all of that. But you escaped. This is a testimony in the light of the danger you faced. But, but today I have a real simple thought that I'm, I'm really trusting that the Holy Spirit would break open in your heart. And what I'm really going to be trying to, to, to shoot at you today is that you are made for more than an escape. That you were made to fulfill a purpose. That's what I really hope I can land on today. That you were made for more than just an escape. You were made to fulfill a purpose. So, so let me be a little graphic with this thing. Um, how would you feel if you know, you were shouting, I made it on one of those days. And I really love that call of nature thing. Like nature was on your case. And maybe you're here and you're saying, uh, um, call of nature, I don't really understand what that's all about. I promise you, day happens to you. No, man, that's what he was talking about. I, I get it now, right? Maybe nature was really on your case. And then, you know, you just made it home somehow. And then you had just, you know, that relieving moment like, whew, I made it. I made it. And maybe you were sitting down there in that, I made it. And then somebody calls you and says, ah, where are you? And you say, I'm home. And he says, ah, did you see on the way that, that philanthropist that was distributing a million naira to everybody as palliative measure? And you're like, I missed it. <laughs> you know? Uh, or, 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 or what if I told you right there where you are shouting about how you made it and feeling like I've escaped and this is my testimony. What if I told you that you just walked as you were rushing home you know, you just walked by your two-year-old daughter who was crying stranded on the road. How would you feel in that moment? Suddenly, it doesn't really look about what you were escaping from. It looks about what you were missing on the way. And, and so today, what I'm really trying to say to you is that, do you know that in God's grand design, we were made for more than just an escape? I really believe that we were made to fulfill a purpose. The question really will be, is it really a, did you make it? That's how life is. There is the reality of danger that we look at many times and, you know, there is the necessity of our escape. But there's more to this story than a story of danger. There's a purpose that I believe creates the entire story. There's more to this story than a mere story of danger. I believe that there is a purpose that creates the entire story. So, so, so let me do something real simple with you. Um, I could show you this and say, hey guys, um, I have two, two sheets of paper here, all right? Two sheets of paper that, that I'll show you. And so I say um, they are identical sheets of paper, right? Identical, nothing different, same type. Now I take my marker and um, I put that and that, okay, on the sheets. And then I show you again. Now real simple, okay? No trick. I ask you, what's on this? Guys, what's on this? Nothing. What's on this? Two dots. 
Fantastic. My worship team, real brilliant guys. Philosophers. You know, Bible scholars, theologians. Trust me. Nothing. Two dots. So, so it, it, it humbles me many times. When, because this is how we think about life. So you say that what is on this is two dots and what is here is nothing. But do you realize that you just defined this entire shape by something that is less than uh, one over 40 of the whole figure? Do you realize that you just gave an identity to this whole sheet by something that is not even occupying up to a quarter of it? And then we look at this and say there is nothing on it. But do you realize in a moment that it is actually the something that creates the space for the dots? It's what you called nothing that created the opportunity for the dots. And so it's easy for us to get to these moments where we start to say, what's in life? And we say it's danger. But I'm saying it's because there's actually a purpose that you are seeing danger. It's because there's actually something grand that God himself is doing. This is not a story of danger. This is first of all a story of purpose. And so I know there's the reality of the danger, no denial. But I'm saying that I think there's something more. There's a purpose that always was. And so we look on the headlines and I know you see the pandemic. I know you see the news reports. I know you see every threat. I know you see, you know, everything that it feels like I have to escape from. But I'm saying to you this morning, and I pray you would hear my heart, that this is not a story of danger. This is first of all a story of purpose before you encountered any danger. And maybe, maybe when we even start to talk about narrow escapes, maybe it's not even for you just the thing of, hey, where you are locked up and maybe anywhere you are in the world right now, locked up, shut down, trying to escape danger. Maybe it's not even the, the whole worldwide language of escape. Maybe it's even a thing of personal struggles for you. But what I hope I can say to you today is that our, our God is a purposeful God. and He's not merely calling us to escape danger. I believe he's calling us to discover his purpose. So I'm saying to you that, friends, we were made for more than a narrow escape. My question to you today is, are you escaping or are you discovering? Are you, are you keeping safe? Like really keeping safe or are you living purposefully? And I pray that this season, that as we look back over all that this season is in our world and, and all that will happen and all that will come, I pray that when we look over it, it will not merely be defined as a time that you escaped death. But I pray it will be defined as a time you truly lived. I pray you will not just look at this time. And, is it going to be a week, one month? Is it going to be whatever, whatever, whatever. I pray you will not tell your grandchildren of a time that you escaped death. I pray you will tell your grandchildren of a time that you truly lived. You see, when you hear David speaking and he encounters Goliath, you would realize that David didn't just escape the lions and the bears. He discovered a conquering spirit. When David came to Goliath, he came, he didn't just come with a story of what he escaped. He came with something he had found about his God. He came with a testimony. He came out of lions and bears, not as one that escaped. He came out as one that had found something that was going to be vital for the rest of his life. And I'm saying to you that our God is not calling us to escape danger merely. I believe that our God is calling us to discover something fresh. The Israelites did not just escape from Egypt. They came out loaded with gold and with silver. Jesus didn't just escape from the grave, friends. Jesus didn't just escape from hell. He conquered hell. The Bible says in Colossians that he stripped the devil and all his demons of all their sham authority. He conquered. He led them on a victorious, on a triumphant parade. He conquered the grave. And he came out with me. 
He didn't, you know, the picture I read in, in the Gospels about Jesus, I, I, was, I was checking some verses this morning in, in John chapter 20, verse 6. The Bible says that when Simon Peter came, when they came to the tomb of Jesus and he saw the linen clothes lying there, the Bible says the handkerchief that had been around his head was not, that's Jesus who was in the tomb, was not lined with the linen cloth, but it was folded together in a place by itself. There's a picture I want you to see, guys. You read the same in Matthew 28 and verse 4. The Bible speaks about the angel that, you know, rolled away the stone and then he sat on top of it. You see, the picture Jesus gives you about him coming out of the tomb was not a picture of, of like, he mistakenly woke up. Then he looked down, there's nobody there. Let me just be running. The Bible says he took the thing they used to wrap him and he folded it. Ah, he didn't escape it, sir. He conquered it. And he came out with my soul. He came out victorious. The language was not a language of narrow escape. The language was a language of living, of true life. And, and that's what, that's the pattern I believe he has given to us. That's the pattern I believe he's calling us to live with. That we are not merely exempted from a hellish plague in a time like this, but I believe that we are proposed to create a sound of heaven and the earth. I believe that we are not merely in this thing of, oh God, if only we can escape from, from, from the devilish. I believe we are purposed in a time like this to create a sound of heaven on the earth. Friends, you are made for more than a narrow escape. Hear my words this morning. Made for more than a narrow escape. And I promise that in a moment I'm going to land this thought. I'm going to show you how this has to do with every random day of the week. Because maybe you're hearing this thing you're like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. But the big deal now is what am I going to eat tomorrow? <laughs> you know, maybe you're hearing stuff like this about, yeah, you're made for a sound of heaven. And <laughs> you say, maybe I'll go and sound in heaven. You know, maybe you hear words like this and it just feels like, how will this boil down to where I am right now? That the reality is that I am confused about what to do. Or the reality is I don't even know a next step to take. The reality is that my plans are frustrated. The reality is that my life is literally locked down. And in a moment, I'm going to learn this and show you what this has to do with you. Maybe you are broke right now. <laughs> you say, man, maybe you are so broke. You know, sometimes you get broke that you feel like Moses' Ten Commandments. Like, come beyond broke. You're now broken. <laughs> you know. Um, what I hope I would even show you is that as I start to say things like you are made for a purpose of heaven and you think about, yeah, I need to pray more. I hope I would even be able to show you what to do in between prayer times. So it's not just about when you prayed in the morning and when you would pray at night, but it's about the life that you would live even in between prayer times. That's what I'm hoping I'll show you. But that you are made for more than a narrow escape. And so would you say those words wherever you are? Let's start to build faith in our hearts. Somebody say that I am made for more than an escape. I'll show you a scripture. Acts chapter 20, Acts chapter 16 from verse 20, from verse 22. To verse 30. And I'm going to run it through in the Passion Translation. Real, real exciting story about Paul and Silas. You, you probably know that story. You grew up singing songs about how Paul and Silas, they prayed the song and the Holy Ghost came down there. It came down there. Um, so, so from verse 22, basically what's happening is that Paul and Silas are doing ministry work. They're casting out demons and they're, you know, they're basically doing ministry and then they get arrested and, you know, taken before magistrates and all of that. So I'll pick it up in verse 22. The Bible says a great crowd gathered. A great crowd gathered. And all the people joined in to come against them. The Roman officials ordered that Paul and Silas be stripped of their garments. What? You got stripped of your garments. Friends, these are not just fancy stories. Hear this well. They got stripped of their garments and they were beaten with rods on their bare backs. 
That's some stuff, man. All because you are doing gospel stuff, then you get beaten with rods on your bare back. And then the Bible says, after they were severely beaten, they were thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them securely. Please note this. I'm going somewhere. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound and chained. So here's the famous verse. Verse 25. Paul and Silas, undaunted. I love that word. Prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God. While all the prisoners listened to their worship. Wow. You're a sound of heaven, somebody. Suddenly, a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. All at once, every prison door flung open. And the chains of all the prisoners came loose. The Bible says in verse 27. Now, here's where I'm going. Okay? Startled. Please note that the the chains of all the prisoners came loose. All the doors flung open. Now, verse 27, the Bible says, Startled, the jailer awoke and saw every cell door standing open. (laughs) Assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. And Paul shouted in the darkness, Stop it! Don't hurt yourself! We are all still here! The jailer called for a light. When he saw that they were still in their cells, he rushed in and fell trembling at their feet. Then he led Paul and Silas outside and he asked them, guys, what, I put in the guys, what must I do to be saved? So, so, so I'm going somewhere this morning and please, I hope you would really catch this and I hope the Holy Spirit will make this real to you. The jailer, the jailer rushes in and he's saying, what must I do to be saved? You know, I was thinking about this scripture this morning and and I know many people who are desperate to escape one thing or the other. I know people who are desperate to escape poverty. And at the slightest smell of money, whether it's from some crooked means, whether it's a deal, whether you lose your integrity, I'm out of here. I'm out of poverty for the rest of my life and my children and their children. We're out, man. Out of here once and for all. I know people that are desperate to escape singleness. You know, and... (laughs) Trust me, anything, man. It doesn't have to be somebody. Anything. Anything. Get me out of singleness. You know, the guy beats you black and blue. You come and say he's my rainbow. So, so that he can add the other colors to it, you know. Anything. Get out of, get out of singleness, you know. I know people that are desperate to escape a struggle or an addiction and it's like the slightest smell of freedom. It's like, just get out. You know, I know people that are, that are desperate to escape from the country. You know, and you know, uh, don't let's mention countries. You know, wherever you are in the world, fantastic. We love you. But there's some places that Nigeria is better than, okay? <laughs> you know, that's, that's what we believe, you know. Um, I know people that are desperate to escape parental oversight, you know. But there's this Paul and Silas mindset that I want us to all see. Because the Bible says that when they began to pray and sing, the Bible says there was an earthquake and then all the doors flung open and everybody's chains were were broken and, and all of that. But the Bible says they sat down there. They sat down there. They didn't, they didn't even rush out. But, but I'm like, guys, you are bound. Now you are free. Why don't you quickly escape before they wake up? Like, I mean, this is a test. Do you know that if Paul and Silas ran out in that moment, there's nowhere they'll go to? That is a testimony, guys. Like, we were bound. There was an earthquake when we began to worship. And then, we ran out. They were chasing us, but we escaped. 
<laughs> we run by the speed of the Holy Ghost. I remember the scripture. Elijah guarded his loins. <laughs> and I would run them. And, and I mean, this is a testimony. But the Bible says Paul and Silas sat in there. There's a mindset that I think. That Paul and Silas would say that our lockdown is not because of the chains. We are here on purpose. We are here on an assignment. Paul and Silas would tell you, we are not even trying to escape. Suddenly I realized, because we read that all growing up, and you hear Paul and Silas, they prayed and they sang, and I used to think they were praying for the chains to be broken open. Suddenly I realized, maybe not. Maybe it is my narrow-mindedness that thinks that those guys were thinking of themselves as being bound. They, They are in a lockdown, but they were not locked down. They were always free in Jesus. These chains cannot be the lockdown of my life. There is something more that I see. I am made for more than a narrow escape. and trying to get out of here. I am made for more than that. I am made for a purpose of God. And the day you start to hear that sound, do you realize that Paul and Silas didn't just walk out of that jail and, you know, it was finally about now we are free. Do you realize that they came out of that jail with the soul of the jailkeeper, with the souls of his family, with the souls of everybody that was chained together with them? Do you realize that these guys were not just locked down and it's about our escape or let's just make it to the other side? Do you understand that there was a purpose that took them to that prison and there was a purpose that they came out with? Paul and Silas will tell you we are made for more than an escape. The truth, friends, as I say these words, I know that we deal with the reality of chains being on us. Don't get me wrong. I'm not undermining this. And these chains indeed will come off. I'm not saying that you stay locked down or anything. No, these chains will come off. But I just believe that there's a bigger picture to the story that we must not lose. That don't let this desperate situation make you narrow-minded. Don't let this desperate situation make you, you know, small-minded. You know, we, we stop dreaming. We, we quench the potency and the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Don't let this situation, you know, quench the Holy Spirit from inspiring you towards the purpose of God. It's more than just an escape. And I'm believing that even next week I'm going to share with you on, on the journey of a dream that the Holy Spirit will be working in your heart. Because I believe we're more than just, we're made for more than just living through days. I believe that we are called to the purpose of God. And there's a dream in your heart that you must not lose. But I particularly wanted us to begin to share these thoughts so that I can incline us as believers about our response to the situation in our world. Um, I don't believe that God wants adversity to get the better of you. Or for you to merely make it through. No. You know, at the start of the year, one of the things that we said in our church and, you know, that service that led us into the new year, there was this thing that we said a lot in our church about how that, you know, the waters will rise, but that the waters will not drown us. And we began to say that, that, and it didn't just stop at the fact that the waters will not drown us, but we began to say that the waters will serve as what will transport us to destiny. That's what we believe. And we said that the fires will burn and there will be intensity, but the fires will not burn us but that they would give us a fresh revelation of God. Maybe you're saying to me this morning that the truth is I'm at the end of my rope. I feel confused. I'm locked down. I'm broke. I'm struggling. You know, I'm glad you're honest about it this morning. But that's exactly what I'm trying to speak into this morning. That you are made for more than just an escape from what you look at around you. Maybe you feel right now like my plans are shattered. And how can I just get my life back on track? I'm I'm trying to say to you this morning, you're made for more than just an escape. And, and, and 
if I can give you something to really hold this morning as, as your, your thoughts start to, to meditate upon this. And, and I'm excited that, of course, in our life groups and in our communities, we would be speaking around this and engaging together. I love that we get to do that, that we get to talk about practical applications to all that we're learning. But, but this is what I would say to you, that honestly, this is not about the next big thing out there. I believe primarily it's about the right spirit in here. That when we start to say that, hey, we are made for a purpose of God, then we think, oh, yes. How can I, from where I'm sitting, change the world? You know, how can I affect children right now that are hungry in Somalia? You know, trust me, friends, it's not about the next big thing out there. It's about the right spirit in here. The big question God will be throwing at you this morning is, how do you see all of this? How do you see, what kind of spirit do you have? I believe that a right spirit will give us a response and not just a reaction. I believe that a right spirit is not just going to be reacting to what's going on, reacting to the headlines, but it's going to be a response that only God can birth. I believe that a right spirit is going to give us a voice of trust, not of panic. I believe that a right spirit is going to give us a sound of hope, not of hopelessness. It's a hope against hope spirit. In Numbers chapter 13, and I'll show you what I mean about having a right spirit. In Numbers chapter 13, from verse 30, you know this story of how Moses sent out spies into the promised land to say, come on, let's check out the land that God, God has promised to give us. Let's go see it. And the Bible says that from verse 30 that when, when they came back and, and these 10 guys, and these were 12 leaders in the tribes of Israel that were selected. They were reputable men. But 10 of them came back with these messed up stories of how, you know, everything is so bad. But, but in verse 30, the Bible says as all the people began to panic and all of that, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession. And then he says, for we are well able to overcome it. Can you, can you see what a right spirit will birth in you? It births a language of possibility and of faith and of dependence of God and, and you know, not of hopelessness and I'm downcast and nothing is possible and everything is messed up and we may not know how. There may be battles to fight, but a right spirit will give us a drive to it. And Caleb says, we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able just look at the kind of spirit that was in Caleb and Joshua and what was in these other guys. They began to say, we are not able. We, we can't. Nothing is possible. They said, we're not able to go up against the people because they are stronger than us. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spread. I mean, come on, friends. God gave you a land. God said, go check out what I want to give you. Go check it out. And then you came back saying you are not able. And then the Bible says, they said, they said, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that divorces its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. And we were like grasshoppers, look at this, in our sight. And so we were in their sight. So the big question is, how do you even see this? What's your sight? What's your heart? Because your sight is leaking your heart. What's your heart? What's your spirit? How do you see this? This morning I couldn't help thinking about Psalm 51 and verse 10 when David begins to cry out and say, look God, create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit in me. You know friends, I want to get it right on the inside so that I can get it right on the outside. As I begin to say that, hey, I'm made for more than an escape. The truth is I have to see the purpose of God and not just danger. 
The truth is I have to be seeing God who reigns in the affairs of men. The truth is I have to be seeing God who is high and lifted up. That's why I love that we get to worship. That's why I love these moments we have in a service that we can begin to focus on God again. And you know what it's doing? It's a resetting of our minds. Because if we get it right in our hearts, then we can get it right in our sight. And would you, will you desire this working in you? Because it starts from there. What spirit is in you? Is it a spirit of God's purpose? Or is it a spirit of escapism? Is it a spirit of, um, um, let me, let me just escape? Or is it a spirit that dreams and believes about the purpose of God? This, listen, it's not about the next big thing out there. It's about a right thing in here. Starts from there. I'm not here to be a victim. I'm not here barely trying to escape being a victim. I serve a God who holds the whole world. Serve a God who has a purpose in the earth. He is my daddy. He's my father. I am called to his purpose. Listen to Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. It says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. No, you didn't. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. There's a spirit that our God works in us. That gives us an audacity that we, we start to say to him, you are our father. And so we are not in bondage to fear. The spirit of God's purpose. I love that in message, in message translation. It says this resurrection life that you received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. Did you see that? We're not called to this timid, I hope I escape it, uh, it's grave-tending, uh, it's like I'm even dying, I don't understand what's happening. No, the Bible says it's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? I love that. God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. Wow. Second Timothy 1 and verse 7, CEV. God's spirit doesn't make cowards out of us. The spirit gives us power, love, and self-control. And today I pray that this will be like a desire and a prayer in your heart that says, God, in the midst of all that is going on, I'm made for more than a narrow escape. God, would you birth the right spirit in me, the right heart in me? I say to you this morning, friends, the circumstances in your life may not be the best. The circumstances in the world may not be the best, but they deserve the best of you. You are made to respond, not to react. I saw something Rick Warren said last week that really hit me hard. I loved it. He said, God doesn't just want to protect you during this crisis. God wants to use you during this crisis. This is a time to live. Not to merely wait to live. This is your time to live, friends. This is not a time to, 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 to just exist until we can live. No, this is a time. This is the day the Lord has made. It's a time for you to live. You see, Paul and Silas prayed and sang in the prison. And when I thought about that again this morning, I realized, one, they weren't praying for the chains to break. If not, immediately it broke, they would have run out. They were just singing, a God who, singing to a God who is always good. They were just praying to a God and enjoying fellowship and loving on God and worshiping. And their worship was breaking chains. Friends, that's what I want to be living in. It doesn't matter the lockdown I'm in. I want a sound of worship over my life to be breaking chains off the people around me. To be giving hope in a hopeless world. To be giving love where there's no love. To be giving joy where there's depression. I want a sound of worship to be working out of me and creating more than I could in myself. I want to say live, live, live your life. Live. Life is for living. Not just for existing. Don't wait to live. Live in these moments. Live in the lockdown. 
Live in your relationships. Live in your marriage. Live with your children. Live in fellowship with God. Live with what's in your hands. Live in every today. Live in a voice of praise and of thankfulness. Not a voice of complaining and negativity and just anxiety and fear. No, live in today with thanksgiving, with praise to God. I love Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3 and I pray this. Maybe somebody out there listening to me needs this to happen in your life and that's my prayer for you. It says to console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. Now look at this. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I thought about that again this morning and I said, God, I don't want a spirit of heaviness. I want to look at myself in the mirror and see a garment of praise. Hey, hey, this scripture has nothing to do with whether you've eaten this morning. It has nothing to do with whether you know what's going to happen tomorrow. It has nothing to do with your plans for the next six months. Hey, the point is right now as you look in the mirror, do you see a garment of praise or do you see a spirit of heaviness? As you look at your life right now, do you see a, a, a oil of, of joy or do you see mourning? As you look at your life right now, do you see negativity and complaining? Or do you see thankfulness overflowing the fruit of your lips? That they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I hope this encourages you this morning, friends. Because I believe that every one of us, we are made for more than just an escape. I'm saying to myself this morning that I'm made to thrive, not just to survive. I'm made to live, not just to exist. I'm made to learn, not just to see. I am made to engage, not just to experience. I am made to listen, not just to hear. I am made to live courageously, not to fear. I am made to believe for the best, not to fear the worst. I am made to be a voice for faith, not an air for fear. I am made to respond in hope, not to react in hopelessness. I am made to grow through, and not just to go through. I am alive, here and now. In a moment, we're going to worship again. The team is going to come on. We're going to worship again. And and then I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit is going to work this sound in you. I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit is going to spark something in you, you know. And maybe you're you're listening to this somewhere and you've just walked through all of this feeling like, I, I pray I escape it, I pray I escape it. And you're like Paul and Silas in the prison at, you know, at, at midnight. You're like Paul and Silas in, in those moments and in those situations. And all you are praying and all that you are going through is just, can these chains break off? And that's how you've looked at your life. That's how you've looked at everything. Can this chains come off me? Will, will something new happen in my life? Will I escape this season? But I believe that you are made for more than that. I believe that there's a purpose of God that he calls you to. And I pray that as you are hearing these words this morning, I pray that the Holy Spirit is going to begin to spark something and stir something in you. I pray that the Holy Spirit is going to put a voice of thankfulness and of praise and of an overflow. Like only he can. Maybe right now you, you woke up this morning feeling down and out. Even watching service this morning, you are just feeling negative about everything. But I pray this morning that as we start to worship, there's going to be a spark in your heart. A fresh sense of a response, not a reaction. Now listen friends, you are made for more than those news headlines out there. You are made for more than just defining your life by the dots that are on the paper. When there is a whole sheet that is a story of the purpose of your God what you're made for friends you are made for more you're made for more so before we worship this morning can i can i lead you to to say these words after me with with faith in your hearts this morning wherever you are just sound it out this morning say it over your life 
And let me believe this morning that the Holy Spirit is going to be putting a spark in your heart this morning. I love it if you can verbalize it this morning. Don't just think it in your heart. Say it out. Let the devil know you know. Let, let the devil know that you are aware that God is working a purpose in your life. So would you say with me this morning, I'm made to thrive. I'm made to thrive. Not just to survive. Not just to survive. Say I'm made to live. I'm made to live. Not just exist. Not just exist. Say I'm made to learn. I'm made to learn. Not just to see. Not just to see. Say I'm made to engage. I'm made to engage. Not just to experience. Not just to experience. Say I'm made to listen. I'm made to listen. Not just to hear. Not just to hear. I'm made to live courageously. I'm made to live courageously. Not to fear. Not to fear. I'm made to believe for the best. I'm made to believe for the best. Not to fear the worst. Not to fear the worst. I'm made to be a voice of faith. I'm made to be a voice of faith. Not an air of fear. Not an air of fear. I'm made to respond in hope. I'm made to respond in hope. Not to react in hopelessness. React in hopelessness. See, I'm made to grow through. I'm made to grow through. Not just to go through. Not just to go through. Say that again. I'm made to grow through. I'm made to grow through. Not just to go through. Not just to go through. Now say I'm alive. I'm alive. Here and now. Here and now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. And amen. Come on, let's worship this morning. Let's sing our praise out to our God. Let's lift up our voice wherever you are. Would you put a voice of worship, God? That it doesn't matter whether I'm on the mountain or in the valley. God is worthy of my praise. And let thankfulness rise in your heart. Let worship rise in your heart. There's a sound of worship in you right now that is quaking the earth. That is breaking chains. That is doing more than you could ask or imagine as you focus on God. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship. I'll be back to pray for you in just a minute. for something in you to have a spark this morning that will say, I'm made for more. 
made for more than just existing through Monday to Friday and when would all of this end when will we escape I want to pray that the Holy Spirit will put a spark in your heart that will begin to hear a sound of purpose in a fresh dynamic way every day of your life I really believe that when you tell this story to your grandchildren they're going to tell the story of a life you lived not of a death you escaped that's my prayer for you this morning I'd love to pray for you in just a moment but before I do that I, I always want to make an invitation I always want to make an invitation for people to make their way right with God I don't know who you are or you know where you are right now you know what's going on in your world but the one big question I always want to ask is where are you right now in your relationship with God um, can you confidently say that I'm in a right place with God you know maybe you've just lived life for what it is maybe you have never consciously made a decision to surrender the lordship of your life to Jesus or maybe you have at some point in your life but as we speak today you know that you have walked away from it I, I really want to give you an opportunity this morning I want to lead you to be reconciled with God you see Jesus loves you you, you might look at it and say man I've let God down I've failed again and again but here's the deal he loves you and he is inviting you to himself. I really believe you are hearing these words this morning because he wants you to say yes to them. He wants you to respond in faith today and say, God, I surrender. Live life for what it is and you need a new beginning today. You need to say yes to Jesus. You need to surrender the Lordship of your life to him. I want to lead you in that moment right now. Everything's going to be different. It's going to be a new beginning. That, trust me friends one of the biggest things I've learned in this phase is I don't have as much control as I think I do <laughs> you know you just get to those points where you're just at the end of yourself and you realize we really need a God uh, you really need God in your life friend and it doesn't matter how far away you feel right now it's just a prayer that is going to bridge that gap because Jesus has already made way for you to come so if you say that's me you know what you're speaking to me I want to be made right with God here's what we're going to do right where you are I want you to just boldly put your hand on your chest right where you are don't just think it in your mind don't just assume it don't imagine it let God see let God know hey he's choosing me she's choosing me he's taking a stand she's taking a stand that's what I want you to do just put that hand on your chest boldly in faith the Bible says we believe with our hearts and then we confess with our mouth that's what you're going to do this morning so do it that's you and you say you're speaking to me please do it don't hold back on God he loves you so much he has a beautiful plan for your life I believe people are praying for you everywhere right now alright if your hand is on your chest I want you to say these words with me faith in your heart say dear Jesus dear Jesus thank you Thank you. That you've made a way, made a way for me to come to God. For me to come to God. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart that you died. That you died. You were buried. You were buried. You were raised back to life. You were raised back to life in my place. In my place. So that I can be forgiven. So that I can be forgiven of all the sins that I've committed. Of all the sins that I've committed. I can be freed. I can be freed from the power of a sinful from life. Power of a sinful life. And I can be reconciled to God. And I can be reconciled to God. Say today. Today. 
I confess you I confess as my savior, as my savior and, my Lord. and my Lord. Say, please forgive me of the past. Give me a whole new start. Say, today is the day, today is the day that I boldly declare I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer under the authority of the devil. It's a new start for me. It's a new start. It's a new life for me. It's a new life for me. I am God's child. I'm God's child. And one day, one day, I'll be with you in heaven. I'll be with you in heaven. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations, friend. If you prayed that prayer, big, big, big congratulations. Something miraculous just happened in your life. The old is wiped away and the new is here. Here's what I want you to do. If you made that decision, pray that prayer to confess Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. I believe it has already happened, but we'd love to know about it. We'd love to be praying for you. We'd love to help you take your first steps with God. There's a link right now on your screen, sycamore.church slash Jesus. Sycamore.church slash Jesus. Click on it. Follow the link. Let's know about your decision. Let's know that, you know, we can be praying for you, that we can stand with you in faith for that decision that you have made. Hey, let me say a big prayer for everybody right now, for the Holy Spirit to do something special in your life. Where you are, would you just have a posture to receive? I believe something is happening to you right now. Jesus, I pray for brothers and sisters everywhere, everybody, Lord, in listening to this this morning, watching this service this morning, wherever they are, you see them right now. And Lord, I believe you have given them a word this morning that we are made for more than just fearing and, you know, barely escaping, barely making it through. I'm missing out on your purpose. And so, Lord, this morning, I pray for everybody that there would be such a sound of purpose within our hearts, that the Holy Spirit will stir us up in a fresh way oh God let our waking up on Monday be full of life and full of expectation and full of audacity of what God is doing in us and through us by the power of the Holy Spirit and I pray oh God for fresh faith to be upon people I pray Lord for a fresh sound of worship God that in place of of mourning God people right now will receive that oil of joy and in place of a spirit of heaviness God right now I pray for there to be a garment of praise and of thankfulness fullness God and in place of negativity and of brokenness of spirit right now I pray that there will be a we can spirit there will be a we have one spirit there will be a victorious spirit stemming out of our hearts and because our hearts are right we would see right God we would see the opportunities you are calling us to and God I pray that as we're going to engage in our life groups and talk around this message and how we can apply it God I pray that we would see right we would see fresh applications of your wisdom in our everyday life oh God that you would so work in us in this season that we would tell our grandchildren a story not of how we escaped death but of how we lived our lives for the purpose of God in Jesus name where you are would you say a big 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 amen 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 amen. we are so honored to have been able to share this teaching message with you from Sycamore Church Ibadan Nigeria we really hope you found it to be a blessing to find out more about us or how you can receive more resources from our church or our pastor, Tolulopai Moody, please visit our website, www.sikamore.church. That's S-Y-C-A-M-O-R-E dot church. Or on Facebook and YouTube at Sikamore Church and on Instagram and Twitter at Sikamore underscore church. If you're ever anywhere around us, we'll be super honored to welcome you at one of our services.